KYW Original Podcasts. This is KYW In-Depth. I'm Suzanne Monahan. Many parents are already overwhelmed with keeping their kids on track academically and perhaps haven't even considered the importance of physical education during remote learning. I spoke with Matt Fleesock. He's the executive director of UCLA Health, Sound Body, Sound Mind. He explained that keeping kids active is more important than ever. The pandemic has made kids more sedentary because many youth sports are canceled and kids are spending more time indoors. But Fleesock says students will do better with remote learning if they're also active every day. And he has evidence to back that up. He also has suggestions for fun activities for elementary school kids and tips for how to get teenagers off the couch. Parents, I think, are already overwhelmed with everything their child might be missing out on in terms of academics um, that I don't think many parents have even stopped to consider how important physical education and being active is. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's really easy and has been easy for a long time to not focus on the myriad benefits of physical education. You know, you look at this one subject, and it's the only subject in school that benefits the whole child. It improves academic performance. It improves mental health. Uh, Students sleep better. It decreases stress, decreases anxiety. It's kind of this magical subject, but even in a non-pandemic time, it is an underappreciated and underfunded subject. And so I think right now we're seeing that it's really challenging for parents to focus on that also, but I can't emphasize just how important it is to not lose sight of the value of physical education. Exactly, because now kids are just by nature less active because they're not out running around with friends and they're not doing as many outdoor activities as they normally would. So kids, I would think, are more sedentary than ever before because of this pandemic. Absolutely. And the data is showing it. There have been a number of of surveys that have gone out that are showing that even adults, too, uh, are are less active. They're they're more sedentary. There have been some moments where they've looked at Fitbit data or smartwatch data, and they've seen marked decreases in activity. And kids are are seeing the same thing. You're cooped up inside. You're doing this remote distance learning. And so it's alarming knowing that even pre-pandemic, obesity and inactivity numbers were on the rise. Now you take away the school framework, you put safe at home or shelter in place orders across the country. And yeah, you've created a real recipe and formula for inactivity. And it's something that needs to be looked at. Yeah. And even a lot of schools, you know, you're not allowed to do your sports. So that's gone as well. Absolutely. And sports are, are where most people go when they think about the place that kids can be active. But a point to make about sports is that there is a really large drop-off in sports participation for youth by the time that they enter their teens. And if you think about it as an adult, there are very few adults that stay active and healthy through sports. Um, You know, we use, you know, your, your average adult will use a gym or they will, you know, go for runs and walks outside. And so, Sports are critically important and sports are really uniquely attacked during this, given the close interaction and contact that students and athletes will have. But it's yet another example of an outlet that we've been able to rely on in the past that's now gone. 
And let's delve a little bit deeper into the the various benefits that you quickly mentioned in terms of physical activity. First, let's talk about how it helps improve uh, or helps decrease the risk rather for obesity. Absolutely. Physical activity is directly linked to decreases in a number of chronic health conditions, uh, hypertension, type 2 diabetes. Obesity has directly been linked to a number of cancers as well. It really is the single most important thing you can do. Um, Obesity is a really, really dangerous condition. The impacts of it are are tremendous uh, from a health perspective, from a financial perspective as well. Uh, and that's an impact that most people don't really think about are the costs associated with obesity. So it is a really, really valuable, valuable thing to focus on is, is being active because it's the number one place we can start. That along with nutrition and better diets uh, combined is, is the best way to tackle obesity. And it helps with mood. It helps with mood, yeah. So we're, we're talking about all the benefits. Um, you know, we start with obesity. Um, that's kind of the, the easiest one. People think about, oh, I want to lose weight. I need to be active more. Um, but the research body has been growing tremendously, showing that it's more than just weight loss. Um, it is improved mood. Um, in a time of a pandemic, when there is loneliness and isolation. Uh, There is stress. There is anxiety. Uh, Physical activity and exercise is a treatment for these things. It's been a research-proven treatment for mild cases of depression, for decreasing anxiety, for eliminating stress. Uh, I mentioned earlier that the quality of sleep improves when you are physically active. Um, Your social-emotional well-being improves. And that's one thing that physical education is also unique about is it's the one class in schools where kids make teams, they interact together, um, much more so than in a, a regular academic subject. And so, you know, there are those mental health benefits. There are those social benefits. It's, it's really amazing to see just the laundry list of things that physical activity, which stems from physical education, can benefit. Right. And you've got, you know, all these kids, you know, school age children at home trying to do this e-learning and, you know, being active, I believe also helps kids focus, like taking that break to go for a walk or do something physical can help you sort of refocus on your schoolwork instead of getting distracted. Absolutely. You know, it's something that we love here at Sound Body, Sound Mind, our short breaks throughout the day. Uh, the, the brain needs breaks. We're not primed, particularly children, uh, where you talk about focus, are not primed to be fully focused on a subject for hours on end, particularly one in the home environment where the number of distractions is dramatically increased. So taking these breaks throughout the day, these short breaks, get up, you know, do some jumping jacks, do some squats, go for a short walk, like you mentioned. These are going to be crucial as we embark on a school year of significant remote learning. And we have a real opportunity here to redefine how our education system looks at movement and the benefits of physical activity. Because what research shows is it's the sum of the parts of movement. There's a recent study in the last year or two 
as opposed to needing 60 minutes uninterrupted. If you can put 10 minutes in in the morning, 15 minutes at lunch, and 35 minutes after school, you've reached your 60-minute goal. But it's that thought that you can do small breaks throughout the day that in remote learning are going to be critical. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up because, right, I was reading, isn't it an hour of of activity that's recommended daily? Correct. That's that is for all you 60 minutes of moderate to, vis- to vigorous physical activity daily. OK, so for parents who are hearing that and saying, oh, there's no way I can get my kid to do an hour of exercise, they can break it into smaller sections that you just mentioned. Absolutely. It's it's a sum of the parts. So let's talk about some ideas. Um, you know, what are some ideas for young kids, for parents who have kids, you know, that are in elementary school? What, what kind of activities can they do? It's it's a great suggestion, great idea, or great question rather. Um, you know, young children are are naturally active. They're active beings. They need to explore. I think the number one recommendation is going to be these short brain breaks throughout the day. Parents are being forced into being almost co-teachers now. It's a very foreign world we're looking at, totally unknown, and the schools may not be equipping their teachers for these breaks. And so parents need to, I think, take an active role in in encouraging play, simple movement. Young children are just, they're still developing their coordination. Um, I think having simple activities and simple moments of play broken throughout the day are going to be what really help keep kids active and keep kids garnering those benefits from physical activity. So things like maybe hopscotch, hula hoop, along those lines? Absolutely. Yeah, your your simple things. There there are so many non-resource intensive or non-equipment intensive activities you can do or equipment substitutes you can do at home. But those simple coordination things, like you said, hopscotch is a great one. Uh, Starting to learn coordination with balls and maybe movement patterns locomotor activity. So you have skipping, hopping, jumping, galloping. There's there's a whole list of them. And maybe, you know, using chalk or using cones to draw out a pattern that your child will run helps develop and formulate their basic motor skills. And that's the foundation on which things like sports and further activity are built. If you can't get your kids to succeed and understand and be confident in these basic fundamentals of movement, you know, they're going to lag in physical education and later on in adulthood. Yeah. And what about high schoolers, teenagers, you know, who are inclined to just lay on their phones and. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's, it's, it's such a real thing. Screen time is, is, terrible enemy of this all, isn't it? And remote learning is so screen dominant. Right. Um, uh, yeah. And you're not going to get, you know, a 16, 17 year old to go out and play hopscotch. So what, what's your suggestion for the, for, you know, teenagers? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. I think there exists a really great opportunity for this population. And it is a shift in mindset on looking toward what are some of the more likely ways in which adults are going to stay active. Let's look at comprehensive wellness, Uh, activities like yoga, um, activities like hiking or, you know, jogging. Jogging is always a tough one. Everyone has their, you know, I hate running. It's not for me, but we we need to look at what are some alternative ways to stay active. And 
and a great, great thing that happened uh, in spring when the pandemic started and is continuing to happen on somewhat of a smaller scale is that there are many, many free resources and companies that are creating free trials of online workouts and yoga and, and all these amazing, amazing activities that you can do. So I think getting teenagers to start thinking more about what are going to be the physical activities that they are going to do into adulthood. Let's start introducing them now because that's what's going to get the hook put in place long-term. That's great, Matt. Anything else you think people should know or that we should add? You know, this is something, this is a statistic or a data point that I think has stood out to me. The CDC has a list of conditions that are linked to an increased risk of severe illness from COVID. And these are directly linked, not possible for increased risk. These are, these conditions correlate to increased risk. Uh, Two of them are obesity and type two diabetes. Um, So I think that that's a really important thing to keep in mind. Everyone's focused on this pandemic right now and, and the ramifications of it. And we have data pointing directly to obesity and type two diabetes, a condition linked to obesity and inactivity causing increased severe illness from COVID-19. And so I think that's really important to keep in mind. Um, Exercise is so critically important. Physical education is so critically important. Um, What I would call a backwards way of thinking is that we need to keep kids in math and science, put them in their desks. The test scores are going to, you know, be the most important thing. But research out there shows that if you have kids exercising and being active before they sit for math or sit for science, they will perform better against kids that don't exercise before those subjects. And so I encourage everybody, parents as advocates, administrators as decision makers at their schools, and teachers as the, you know, overseers of their subjects to really understand, hear, know, and internalize the benefits from, you know, the social, emotional, mental, physical that we've talked about earlier, but also academic. There's a direct academic improvement that comes from physical activity. And so we're running into a alarming, challenging time where physical education might be given the short end of the stick. And I can't emphasize enough how poor of a decision that would be when we know that this is maybe one of the single most important subjects you can have kids participate in right now. That's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Suzanne Monahan, and we'll have another episode out soon. 